Welcome to today's episode of the Grind Road to Success podcast, the place to be if you want to learn how to set yourself apart from the competition and reach your highest potential. I'm your host, Zach Krisik, and if you haven't already yet, hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on another podcast episode and the many tips, tricks, and strategies that can help you reach your highest potential. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome everyone to this episode of Become an Elite on the Grind Road to Success podcast, where we sit down with other athletes, coaches, and professionals, gaining new insights and perspectives on how you can begin performing at your highest potential. So today we have the pleasure to sit down with Luke Anning, who's a former high-level rugby and football athlete from England, who went from hustling and sleeping out of his car to becoming an inspirational coach and helping others achieve the next level of their performance and leaving a lasting impact on others. So thanks for joining us today, Luke, on the Grind Road to Success podcast. Yeah, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. And uh, yeah, for everybody tuning in today, definitely want to say thank you for tuning in, first of all. But hey, like take some notes on this. Like Zach's put a lot of energy in for you guys to get a lot out of this. And um, yeah, like we we definitely want to give you guys some absolute juice. So take your notes out. Don't just tune into this. Like study this, y'all. This is gonna it's gonna be a stormer. I love to hear it. Awesome. Let's dive into it. So, Luke, tell us a bit about your background and your experience as an athlete in the athletic world, and what led you to the position you are today. Yeah. So, from an athletic perspective, um, I grew up playing a ton of sports. I played like uh, multi-sports so I used to play cricket football rugby soccer ev- like everything when I was a kid and then as I as I grew up I started having to start choosing and for me I chose the more violent sports because it just felt better and so then I played rugby and my my goal was to to play rugby for England growing up and then I, I snapped my my AC joint in uh, a rugby match and then I had like four or five months off and then and then things changed and uh, I didn't see rugby in the same way that I used to so then when I went to university I got an opportunity to either join the rugby team or trial for American football or for you guys football and I'd always played it on video games you know rugby is a lot of tackling side of things and uh yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do this American football gig. I'm gonna—it's <laughs> so ingrained for me. I'm gonna try and call it a football for you guys. <laughs> so, played football and uh, yeah, excelled. So, did really well my first year. Um, was initially MVP on my first year, and then second year was sort of a blend of combination of social social secretary. Third year um, was defensive MVP, team MVP, and then got an opportunity to trial for Great Britain, which didn't fully happen as I would have liked it, which you can de- you're definitely welcome to unpick. And then coming out of playing sport at university, I initially was thinking about playing in Germany for GB, but 
I was still really unclear on my sort of career pathway. So then sort of working in construction for 11 months whilst I was still sort of trying to figure out some stepping stones. And then I was focusing really hard on, on bodybuilding and training at that time. And then I picked up a fitness coach. And once I picked up the fitness coach, it completely transformed my life. And that then turned into me coaching, having other people reach out to me and then start coaching coaches. And then, yeah, it's, it's all just, it's all just transformed from there. But that's, that's the story at a 50,000 foot level. So along that journey, you know, when did the challenges start happening for you? When did you start noticing, um, you know, things becoming difficult along your journey in terms of, you know, the failures, the adversity you have to face and kind of walk me through that and how you dealt with, again, a lot of the challenges, adversity you have to face along your personal journey. Mm. Yeah. So from an athletic perspective, uh, when I first started picking up injuries, that was when it started getting challenging for me during my first 10 years of rugby I didn't pick up any direct sport injuries so I, I had a I think they call it a green stick fracture in my left wrist um just playing football soccer um on the playground but other than that it wasn't a, a direct sport related injury and then when I had my first injury that snap of my C joint initially like broke my confidence and then when I came back to play, I came back with like a sort of ruthless attitude that, I mean, I played pretty borderline psychopathic before, but it was almost like it took it to a next level. It was almost like all of the hatred I felt for other people that had hurt me in my life, I would just try and funnel that into other people. So I remember like when we played football, like I was going after knees, I was going after ACLs, MCLs, like that was genuinely the goal when I was tackling people when I played safety. So it was a bit like Brian Dawkins, I got like given the number 20 as like a gift for being the best player in the first year. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, it was just, uh, I was just a bit of a savage, but yeah, in terms of overcoming challenges, Oftentimes, I, it was through just utter grit and resiliency. Oftentimes, I didn't really have the support. And uh, particularly in my in my sport, like I didn't feel like there was a lot of people to talk to. There wasn't really open opportunities to talk about mental health in, in my setting. So for me, like I, I, I bottled it up and then I fueled all that aggression out when I when I played played games. Um, it was a lot of driven by emotions now going back on that now where I'm at now I have different processes that I walk my emotions through and I walk my feelings my thoughts and then that ties into my actions and results I, I walk it through in a different place but when I was playing sport like that anger that that hatred it can work very well as long as you fuel it into the right source if you allow it to disperse outside of the sport that's when you start having issues there's a couple of things you don't want to unpack there, Luke, which you mentioned again, just in terms of the emotional side of the game, right? Athletics, sports, life in general can be very emotional at times. And again, understanding how do you deal with them, those emotions? You know, how do you channel that energy into something productive and positive compared to letting it eat at you and beat you up at the end of the day? 
So, you know, can you walk me through a bit about what your mindset was like in those moments and how you were able to, you know, get out of that negativity, get out of that hole so you could succeed. And again, directing that say negative energy or that anger, that frustration, that hatred into something positive. Yeah. So how I process negative energy. So I'll tell you how I used to process it and I'll tell you now. So how I used to process negative energy was I bottled it inside and I took responsibility for it, but it was very victim mindset. So as much as I would come through sport and I saw myself as a winner, I never saw myself as good enough. So when I was emotional, it would all be tied up in this realm of I'm not good enough. So then I would go and prove it on the field, prove it on the battlefield, right? So that worked great because it meant that I excelled. And it meant that when I came onto the field, I took on this mindset of I'm the best person on this field. Because if somebody's better than me, then that means I'm not good enough. And I think a lot of us get like this when we're playing sport. And it's a, it's a, it's a good and a bad. It's good because you perform at your highest. It's, it's negatively perceived because then you don't have something go your way. You can really deeply internalize that. And then if you don't take that deep internalization and then take correct action in terms of going and retraining or going and working harder or working on your game, like you can really fall off. And I saw other, I saw it happen with other people. But as I started going through more and more emotions, I recognized like it didn't matter how hard I trained and it didn't matter how hard I worked for the gym. These emotions were still coming up. And I was like, why is this still coming up? Like I was like, I'm, I'm working so hard. Why am I not feeling this sense of almost inner fulfillment? Why am I not feeling this like self-love, right? And that didn't happen until about a year into my my coaching journey um when one i accepted my sexuality two um i started being more open and vulnerable about my emotions and around the things that i was going through not only with myself but with people around me because I worked out that like growing up, like I didn't really know how to process emotions. So I wasn't allowed to process anger as a kid. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't allowed, but it was sort of like, if I felt angry, it was sort of like, wipe that smile off your face before I wipe it off kind of energy. So I wasn't really allowed to express my emotions how I wanted to. So then I expressed it through sport, which like I said, worked well. But then after sport, after I moved on from sport, I didn't have that. I didn't have that processing method anymore. So how I process things now compared to when I did before, if I feel emotions, it's just firstly recognizing that there's a whole spectrum of emotions. There is no, you should be happy. You should be sad. You should feel shamed. You should feel guilt. You should feel elated, enlightened, right? All of it is just a spectrum of emotions that you're allowed to feel. And that's part of the human experience. For you to feel happy all the time, you wouldn't be human. The same as if you feel sad all the time, it can feel inhuman. So firstly, recognizing that it's okay to feel, but then also being really, really, really dialed in and aware of like, what are my vices? I know when I was an athlete and I was outside of the game, my vice would be going on my phone. I had issues with drugs. I had issues with alcohol. Like 
I may have got MVP in my third year, and this is partially why I didn't get go and get my GV trial sorted. Yes, I was uh, an athlete on the team, and yes, I smashed it. But every single night before games, I would be drinking and taking drugs, and I would get three hours sleep, and then I would come in and play a game, which is just not on the on the spectrum of what an athlete should be doing. But I had no guidance and support at that time to re-nurture me. So being aware right now of your vices, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, okay, like maybe I'll go out with the boys, boys, or maybe I feel like going and smoking up, or maybe I'm going on my phone super late at night when I know that I should be getting some good rest because I've got a game tomorrow. One of the best vices that I have now is just simply journaling, like literally pull out a piece of pen and, pen and paper, ask myself, what am I feeling and why? Because your feelings are essentially a experience that are caused by a thought. Even though you might not feel like it at that time, thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions, actions lead to results. So you know when you guys are, you know when you're, you know when you're gonna play a team and you know that you're just gonna like completely wipe the floor with them and your just confidence is just sky high, right? You come into the game, you're chill, you're laxed. I mean, I was still going through my like psycho routine and playing Batman music and like on motivation hype and just sort of hitting my head against the wall. I was still that guy, but there was still this sense of self when we knew that we were gonna crush a team. You just come in, you chill, you, you go do your thing. It's just another day. But when you know that you're going to face a, a team that may have beaten you in the past, or you're going to come into a final, or there's just like this big moment, right? You've got different thoughts. So then before that game, you're having butterflies. And then that might work for you. But other people, you may be crushed in the limelight because you can't handle it. And that's because of your thoughts then leading to your feelings, then leading to your actions and leading to your results. So one of the best things that I do right now is journaling because it allows me to just process my thoughts. Like I usually claim myself as an overthinker, but just really I'm human. All humans have thoughts. So now journaling is, is honestly one of the best things that I do. Yeah, so those are some great points there, Luke. And journaling is is so important, especially for athletes, you know, whether it be uh, getting in the zone for a game, preparing for your game, right? Because especially when we're in those high pressure situations, and again, it can be away from athletics, whether it be in your studies and life itself, is our mind is always on the go, right? There's always thoughts running through millions of thoughts every single day. And how do you process those? You know, how do you channel those? And where's your focus? So at the end of the day, you know, where your focus goes is where your energy flows. Really understanding, you know, why do I think the way I do? Uh, why do I feel the way I do? Why does this trigger me? You know, why does this uh, really make me think? There's so many different situations and factors that influence your performance, especially as an athlete. So that's one thing I suggest for anyone listening to this podcast right now is, you know, take the time to journal every morning and every night. Process your thoughts and really understand your emotions. Again, why do I feel the way I do? Why do I act the way I do? You know, why do I have these habits? Why do I have these routines? Why do I have these addictions? The more you understand about yourself, the more you can control and the better results you can get over the long term. So, you know, there's some great points there, Luke. And the next question I kind of have for you is, you know, how does that all impact one's mental health and mental game, especially in the athletic world, but just for someone in general? 
Mm. And just so I can ask a little bit more specifically, you mean in terms of how can, at least how I'm understanding this and guide me if I'm wrong, is how does the thoughts, feelings, actions, results affect your mental health in a life perspective? Yeah, yeah. Again, let's just take it in the generality is how do your thoughts, again, influence the results you get at the end of the day? And how does that ultimately influence your mental health? So the way you feel about yourself, the way you think about yourself, um, and the emotions that come with that? Mm. Yeah, great question. So let's take an example. So before I started working on my mental health, and I've had some I've had some wild mental health side of things, like, uh, just to put it out there, guys, like I've trigger warning um like I, I i wanted to kill myself every single day up until i was 24 years old so like from 6 to 24 like i wanted to take my life and i did not want to be on this earth and this is because of my thought processes the thought processes were why am i here what's my purpose is there even a point being on this earth it doesn't matter how hard i try i'm still gonna not be enough and this is all tied from childhood, right? I'm not going to make this a therapy session. But it's all tied from childhood, right? Not us not feeling a good good enough because parents didn't show love or not love and how we perceived it or whatever that was, right? So early on, I would always, always, like towards the end of the day, I would always berate myself. If something didn't go well, I would just be like, fucking idiot what are you doing like it was just constant I would never let things go and there's this fine line between having a hard conversation with yourself in the mirror to decide and commit to a new path versus just continually continually berating yourself and this is why the journaling aspect is so helpful because when you actually write out your thoughts you realize like how mean you're being to yourself and it started changing initially when I I went through this little phase of, of journaling as soon as I woke up, like first thing. And the most fascinating thing was on the first day of doing this, so you may imagine I'm in bed, I've got my journal there, um, alarm goes off and I sort of like, you know, sort of like begrudgingly like pulling my journal out and I'm like sort of scribbling. It doesn't really make sense. First thing I said was like, elephants are smarter than humans and I was like what were you dreaming about bro and then next thing that came out of my mind was you're a loser so ah interesting because what happens with our mindset our subconscious right is that over your night your subconscious is running the show all your past patterns, all your past programming. So as you wake up, that's a really good insight to know what's been going through your subconscious, what's been on your mind, truthfully. Now you guys are consciously listening to this, but as I'm talking about things, you might get random thoughts or random moments where you're like, oh, I just remembered that experience. These are all things stored in your subconscious, right? So, if you're waking up and the first thing that you think is you're a loser, that is integrated within your being. It's not just a mindset thing. It's like you as a person, that's the identity that you're in alignment with. 
So if you want to fix your mental health, you one have to accept your identity. Like for me, growing up playing a lot of sports, a lot of aggressive sports, being the borderline psychopath on the team. But then coming out as bisexual was really hard for me because I'd hidden behind that. So then I had to accept that part of my identity. Now, once you accept your identity, and I'm not saying this is the only piece of the puzzle here. Like, this is just one of many things. It wasn't like I wanted to kill myself because I couldn't accept my sexuality. It was like, that was just one part of my battle in my head with knowing if I should be on this earth or not. But the real thing came from, once I'd actually got some goals for once in my life, started working towards the the quote unquote purpose the purpose is really just you having a goal and going after it how to leather when i had the rugby goal it was loose it wasn't something that i wrote down every day when i had the gb trials it wasn't like all year i was like i want to get to gb trials i just happened to be athletic enough to to be gifted the opportunity i squandered that because my identity wasn't in alignment with somebody who was a GB athlete. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking, I want to be, or I know that I'm going to work, I'm going to play in the NFL or I'm going to play in NHL or wherever that is, right? You want to ask yourself, is your align, is your identity in alignment with that person? And your identity is, is incorporated with five things. So we've got identity at the top. Once you get hold of that identity, I would recommend that you do that you write that three times in the morning, six times at lunch, nine times in the evening. I can't tell you how much that will change your life. Do it with all my clients. Then we've got your beliefs and values. So what are the things you believe about yourself? Is that in alignment with your identity or is it not? Are the things you value in life in alignment with that identity of being the athlete that you're seeking to be? So tweaking some of your values there, understanding those. Then your capabilities, and this is the difference between internal and external, right? We may feel capable. I may, I may feel capable of stepping back on the, the football pitch right now, but am I physically capable? Mm, likely not. I can already feel some shoulder injuries happening. So we've got an internal and external. Do you internally believe that you're ready for that, but then externally are you actually capable of doing it? And you'll only know that by tying in your behavior, which is the fourth element of this. So we've got identity, beliefs and values, capabilities, behavior. So is your habits, is how you train at the gym, is how you analyze film, is that an alignment with your identity? See, from that perspective, when I played the game, I was in alignment, 30 hours of, research each week no problem love that it's just my way of avoiding the university degree that I didn't enjoy so that was incongruency but the rest of the pillars weren't and then once you have that that then opens up your environment so if we look at this from my perspective from an environmental perspective athletically dominate the pitch got all these opportunities behavioral perspective was doing all the things that I was meant to do accept, accept the vices. And then this is where, because my identity wasn't alignment, because my beliefs and values weren't, because my capabilities weren't in full alignment, 
that's where it was a complete shit show. So if you change your identity first, that's where everything will open up. And that's where you'll change your mental health issues. Because once I got hold of the identity that was in alignment, I stopped doing the dumb shit that contributed to me having poor mental health, like eating pizza all the time or smoking weed, taking drugs, having a bad sleep pattern. I stopped doing all those things because I knew that it wasn't congruent to good mental health or what I would call as right now, I don't really call it mental health. I would say tied into having actual emotional security. So emotional security is a, is a stronger wording for me that definitely resonates a lot more for me. I don't know about you, Zach, but yeah, that's my spiel on mental health. First off, Luke, I just want to say thank you for you know sharing that with us and your experience, your life story, and having the ability to be vulnerable. And that's a big thing, especially for anyone listening right now, is again, understanding the point that everything you know, is not supposed to be perfect. You're not always going to have great days. You're going to get into those slumps. You're going to get into those negative situations. But again, how do you deal with them? And being able to be vulnerable and honest with yourself about what you're going through is the first step to creating that change and moving forward. So mental health, you know, is of course a topic that is, is very touchy and it's tough to talk about for lots of people, but being able to be vulnerable, you know, talk with someone about it, say, Hey, I'm struggling and it's okay to struggle. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, we're all going to struggle with something, whether it be now or whether it be in the future. So, you know, having the ability and the resilience to push through, continue and find a way to move forward is what's going to allow you to see that success and truly achieve your highest potential at the end of the day. Um, And I think, you know, what you just mentioned right there is a great definition of resiliency. You know, being in those situations where you're in those tough times, tough moments, especially, you know, with the mental health, mental side of things, but being able to persist through it right? Through any challenge that that lies in your way is finding the ability to, all right, I want to get better. I want to improve at this. I don't want to stay in this negative situation. I don't want to stay in this hole that I'm in. I want to be able to move forward. I want to enjoy the process. I want to enjoy who I am. And like you said, have the identity that's in alignment with who you want to become. So that's a big piece where it goes to, you know, the habits, the behavior, the mindset you have, understanding the thoughts and everything that, that comes with that process is going to allow you to create the success that you truly desire rather than, than focusing on the negative, you know, living in that negativity and dealing again with the mental health side of things, which I'm sure lots of people can relate to and lots of yeah. athletes, especially, you know, dealing with the pressure, the challenges and the failures that come with that athlete lifestyle, it can be critical to your success and greatly determines whether you go the distance or not. So again, you know, those are some great points there, Luke. I just want to thank you again for sharing all that with us. Um, and, you know, I kind of have one last question for you on the podcast today is, you know, what do you feel like are the top three things that athletes or anyone in general uh, can focus on in order to achieve their highest potential? Um, and just adding on to that is what does achieving the highest potential mean to you? Mm, yeah. So let me, uh, let me break this down. So first one, three best things that you can focus on. One, your fucking self. There is nobody who is more important in your life than you. I fucked up so much of my degree, so much of my relationships, everything because I was so focused on making other people happy. Focus on yourself. 
my entire life changed when I was when I focus on myself. So focus on yourself first. And maybe that's focusing on yourself so that you can focus on your family in the future, so that you can build up and build up your family. But don't sacrifice your opportunities now because somebody else said that that you should do that. I remember like, I feel like like attracts like, right? So my mental health was poor. So I attracted women in my life that didn't necessarily have great mental health either. I remember before exams, being on the phone with a girl who was accusing me of something that I didn't do because of some wild shit, right? Whereas if I just focus on myself, I would have just hit red and carried on my day, right? So always focus on yourself. Second thing to focus on is the right hand versus the left hand. A great mentor gave me this and it kind of partially changed my trans uh, my identity. But if you look up your right hand and your left hand, and bring it, bring it up whilst you're doing this. Now look in your left hand and you can open up your left hand and what you'll see is nothing, right? There's nothing in your left hand. Now keep looking at your left hand, but open up your right hand. And what's in your right hand? Now you couldn't know for sure because you're still looking at your left hand. And the point is, if you're constantly focused on your past, which is the left hand, you're just going to get more of the what? The past. You're going to attract the same types of things. Because if you look at your right hand, which is where you want to go, and you put all of your focus and energy into that, then that's what you'll have. And you're only going to know what that focus is by getting clearer and clearer and clearer on it every single day. So the athlete, that identity, like I come back to, the identity of yourself who is achieving everything that they want to achieve. What is that like? What is that like? What do they sound like? How do they walk? How do they talk? How do they interact with their team? How do they communicate? Outline that, get as clear as, it, as you can on that. And then you know, anytime that you're not doing that, you're not in alignment with that thing. Third thing for focus, yo, study, become an expert. Like I said, at the start of this podcast, study 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 the people that you want to be like read the books attend courses attend seminars get coaches whatever that is study the people that have taken the pathway that you want to take and you'll find the pathway a lot quicker and a lot easier you don't have to do this by yourself one of my biggest mistakes at the start of the journey was thinking i had to do this by myself don't do it by yourself go and get support and then the Remind me of the other part, Zach, real quick. No, that's great, Luke. And the final thing, you know, I wanted to ask you is what does achieving your highest potential mean to you personally? So you know how you feel like some, I don't know about everyone, but sometimes it feels like you're capable of absolutely anything in this world that you put your mind to. But I feel like one of my biggest fears is getting to the end of my life and not actually doing that. I, I don't feel like I'm somebody that dreams small. I dream so big and terrifying that it scares me. Like, like it, it feels so intimidating. And reaching my highest potential would be doing all of those things. Doing all the things that I set out a pathway to do that I started this journey that feels like my purpose 
it's not just the day-to-day now like this adds to it and I feel extremely grateful for the things that I have right now but actually achieving the things that I know are going to have a worldly impact um yeah and it it starts starts as small as just doing the bare necessities in the day-to-day but it's it's almost like less so yeah that's that's a that's a real powerful question bro it's it's almost like it's almost like high achieving my highest potential is almost like having there's almost like a fear of that not happening but there's almost a gratitude of me knowing it's also going to happen so it's it's this it's this blend per se um yeah, I feel, I feel like that's as, as best an answer I can give you um, with that one. That's uh, I really appreciate the question. Yeah, no, that's great. And again, right, achieving your highest potential is going to mean something different for everyone. And it's going to mean something different for everyone listening and joining this podcast today. Um, but just gaining the insights and perspective, again, you know, how can you unlock your highest potential? How can you achieve whatever you want in this lifetime? And again, like you kind of mentioned, you know, having that fear, but being able to have the courage to push through that fear, you know, continue and persist so you can pursue and accomplish your purpose at the end of this lifetime. So no, that was great. And I really enjoyed this conversation, Luke, really enjoyed having you on the podcast, hearing your thoughts and insights that can benefit so many others. So, you know, I just want to take uh, the time to Thank you for joining us on the Grind Road to Success podcast today. And yeah, all the insights and value you were able to share with us today. Yeah, you're welcome, man. And I uh, appreciate you all listening in. I'm glad that uh, I got some asked ask some deep questions. And then, um, yeah, I mean, like if, if you guys haven't asked that question to yourself, like as a last little note to put down on your paper or wherever you're at, like what would achieving your highest potential mean to you? And what would that look like? And use that as the North Star and then align your identity to that. I'm literally going to do that myself straight after this call. So, yeah, appreciate that. I love to hear it. Lots of golden nuggets in this podcast. And again, just want to thank everyone for joining us on the Grind Road to Success podcast today. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, and can I give a quick shout out before before I go, Zach? For sure. Okay, cool. So um, if you guys want to hit me up, if you have any questions around sport, anything like that, feeling challenged with mental health, check out my Instagram. I, I am Luke Anning. Yes, there's going to be some things towards business, but I throw in some philosophy and some life things in there. So if you feel like anything's in alignment and you would benefit from that, then for sure join. If you're a coach and you want to take yourself to the next level, join my group, Facebook, Badass Business. It's Badass Business. Um, we'll come in we'll give you a ton of training that your business coach should have given you and then um yeah if you need our help from deeper level from there then we can talk about that but no anything that i can do to help um you guys move forwards then i appreciate it and um zach if there's if you guys are tuning in and uh you haven't got on board with zach or his team yet definitely reach out to his team they've got a lot to do here for you guys and a, a lot of lives to change and I know he's working towards a big mission, so definitely tune in with his stuff as well. So appreciate you, Zach. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, then make sure to share it with a teammate or friend. And as always, never settle for average and keep on striving to reach your highest potential on the grind road to success.